beautiful is your Audio Beauty Brunch Table? A source for conversations on all things skincare, makeup, fashion, styling, health and wellness, and general female fun. Brought to you by two women with over 20 years of friendship. So grab your girlfriends, pour a mimosa, and let's get boldly beautiful. Happy Monday! Happy Monday! We We're... are back on our regular Monday schedule. I thought about that the other day. I was like, oh, these these episodes are going to be so good. <laughs> Just We're so fresh. We are fresh. We're bright. We're awake. We had... We're back in the closet. <laughs> closet conversations. We're back in the closet. We're yes. safe and warm. Yes. We're yes. not brain dead zombies. No. So we apologize to our <laughs> listeners that had to endure the past two episodes, but hopefully they were worth it. We've had coffee. Yes. Not wine. <laughs> and no sleep. Although I was a pretty late working on a paper last night, but I still got a solid good amount of sleep. That's so cool. So I'm happy about that. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud of you and your dreams <laughs> and your life goals. More like these dreams slash goals are crushing my current life <laughs> dreams and goals, but it's hey, all for a good cause. You know, I'm leaving Friday for Colorado and I could not be more excited. Yay. Yes. What are you going to do in Colorado? We're going to ski and tube. Um, side note, had no idea tubing down a snow mountain was a thing what um yeah you can there's... do it right outside of branson year round <laughs> oh well i didn't really think of that but <laughs> but for some reason like tubing down a snow-covered mountain yeah. in colorado like sounds way better than branson <laughs> i well i mean let's be honest i mean no offense to we the love branson you, lovers yes. branson yes. we love you yes. but i'm sure that doing it on authentic snow instead uh -huh. of yep i don't know if it's fake snow or if it's just like you, a ramp oh you mean in branson yeah i don't know i've Good heard question. it's fun i want to do it my kid would probably be obsessed with it i mean yeah. it's cool that you can just right. drive 15 just minutes it. and go do it whenever you want to do it right instead of having to make that god-awful drive to Colorado. Yeah, so speaking of the god-awful drive to Colorado, um, I will be in a vehicle for 12 to 13 hours with five boys. Gross. Because all four of Jeremy's boys are going, plus Jeremy himself. So I mean, it'll me, be fun. Me and five boys. I just want you to stop and yeah. smell that picture. <laughs> <laughs> There and back. Luckily, you need to take your like chloroform style. <laughs> um, coronavirus the, has nothing oh, yeah, on. Yeah, you um, need to get your coronavirus mask, but you need to put essential oils. Oh my! On the gosh, inside of it, maybe. and just so you're protected from the germs, but then also <laughs> not having to smell five boy uh, smell. Yeah. So. Luckily, this time we've rented like a big suburban, so we'll have some more space. Unlike the trip where we drove back from Gulf Shores last summer, and it was all of us, yeah, me and five boys, but in a extended cab pickup, and not even like the full size back seat, like that half back seat. Oh my god! And it was terrible, terrible. I mean, fun for the trip and totally worth it, but yeah. oh my gosh, I was so ready to get out of that vehicle when I, don't, I got home. I don't road trip. I can't. <laughs> I can't road trip. I drive 
two two hours. Two hours is maybe three is my max. I was gonna say we've gone three I, before, like when we go to Kansas City or yeah, St. Louis. Kansas City or St. Louis is okay. Yeah, but we have family in Chicago, so we've made the mm. like eight hour drive to Chicago before. Yeah, several times. Well, we were talking about okay, what time do we want to leave? Because we have this cute little Airbnb right next to Grand Lake, super close to the Rocky Mountain National Park. Like we're going to be so awesome. Going to go do so many things. But um, we were talking about, okay, what time do we want to leave? Because we can't check into our Airbnb until like four in the afternoon. And Jeremy was like, well, let's just leave like Friday night. We'll get there and then we can go do something while we're waiting. And I'm like, Jeremy, I am going to be stuck in a vehicle for 12 to 13 hours with all of you. I'm just going out on a limb and saying I'm going to want a hot shower. Mm -hmm. I'm going to want some alone time. Yeah. Like, I am not going to be in any kind of mental space to immediately just show up somewhere and go do something. Yeah. Like, if you want a calm woman for the rest of the trip, <laughs> let's just plan on leaving to where we can immediately go check in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you boys want to drop me off so I can have a shower and some alone time, right. well, you, you go for it. Like, yeah. do your thing. But... This girl knows her limitations, and 13 hours is about it. That's how kids feel, though. When kids have been cooped up in a car, I think they feel like to go to the place where you're going to be staying is Uh just like going to another car. I guess that's true. They want to be at the place and do the things. Yes. So, yes, he totally needs to drop you off. Uh Uh-huh. Because your Disney World... (laughs) Is in the shower. Is a hot shower. (laughs) At a very quiet Airbnb. Yes. Their Disney world is the mountains and the slopes and the... Yep. I like the tubing because I am not a skiing person. So if I go to a ski resort, I want a fireplace Uh with a good drink. Uh Uh-huh. I would like... um, I'd like a hot tub. Yep. I would like... um, I love it when they put the bay of chairs at the bottom of the the black diamond so that you can watch (laughs) people. Watch everyone come down. I think watching people see is very relaxing. But I would get on board with some tubing. Uh Tubing would be fun. I would love a good snowmobile. Ooh, Love a good snowmobile through the woods. And I think I could do that cross-country skiing where it's like you're You're hiking. Yeah. But you're on skis. Yep. You're sliding. But you're sliding. Your kitchen floor has prepared you for that moment. Exactly. Like just sliding in your socks. Yes. Back and forth, back and forth. Yes. TJ would be excellent at it. I like it. Yes. Hey, I'm Candace Alexander. <laughs> and I'm Jen Singletary. This is Boldly Beautiful. Welcome to our podcast. We have an interesting topic today. A polarizing topic. It is polarizing. But... We might get some angry comments. Well... I feel like those are the kind of conversations that we need to have. The conversations where we can all have differing opinions and that's okay. But let's, let's at least have the conversation so we can try to start understanding what the other side feels like. So I welcome comments, whether you Mm -hmm. agree with us or you don't, you can find our email in the show notes. So just keep that in mind as you have your pad and pen ready to take notes. (laughs) Take notes. Yes. (laughs) Take notes about all the points you want to talk to us about. So we are going to talk about body positivity today. Mm -hmm. Um, And this actually came from 
a story that I was sent by one of our listeners about a conversation she was having with girlfriends. So I'm going to read what she sent us. Um, I have changed the names just for privacy. So these names are not real. Um, but this conversation and this incident was. So I think that um, this is something that's coming up for a lot of women especially and um, we thought that it would be interesting to kind of hash it out for you guys but so here's what we were sent Sarah was just telling me that she went for a physical and the female doctor told her according to BMI she was overweight which is ridiculous BMI is a statistical chart to measure body mass over a population of people and should not be considered when looking at individual weight. When someone eats three healthy meals a day, they don't eat red meat, she barely eats chicken anymore. All of her meals are plant slash grain based. She does not snack or eat sweets. She just drinks water and has a glass of wine on some nights and exercises regularly. This person is not overweight. Women have curves and reserved fat. This is something that needs to be preached. Me and my friends talk all the time that the conversations should be changed from, God, I wish I was skinny. I'm going to work really hard to lose weight to I'm going to work on getting healthy. Sorry, I have a lot of feelings on this. And that's what she wrote. So... It's kind of funny that we were sent this because we were just in our office talking the other day about mm-hmm. the body positivity movement and a lot of stuff that's showing up on Facebook and Instagram and people posting pictures. Um, a lot of them are like boudoir type pictures or even nude pictures of women of all sizes, basically preaching to the world that they love their bodies, they think that all sizes are beautiful, and we think that that's great, but (laughs) we don't want the conversation to go to a point where it glorifies unhealthiness Mm -hmm. from the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. Um, Meaning that instead of being too skinny, they are glorifying being heavily, heavily overweight. And the bottom line to all of this is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. They are unhealthy. There is healthy size variation versus unhealthy mm-hmm. size variation. So let's kind of break that down of what we mean there. First of all, from a medical standpoint, I would really like you to speak to what our listener wrote in because what are your thoughts on the BMI chart and how that is being used by the medical field? So from my standpoint as a nurse, I feel like BMI is important. Um, That being said, there's two ways I look at this. One, you have to have some kind of statistical measurement tool because otherwise everything is just subjective. You need some sort of objective way to measure someone's body mass and I'm not saying that that needs to be the end-all be-all. What I feel like that physician could have done um, is take the BMI because it is an important tool to use, but then follow it with, hey, 
according to BMI, you fall in the overweight range. However, mm-hmm. looking over your lab work, looking over your your lifestyle, your dietary habits, your exercise habits, everything else looks good. I don't think you need to be concerned about this chart because it's not really um, painting the picture of your overall health. Right. The picture of your overall health is all of these things together, not just this one thing. Just like someone that can eat super healthy, but never get any kind of cardiovascular or any kind of resistance training is sedentary all day. They can be equally as unhealthy and and still fall somewhere where something says unhealthy, something says healthy. You have to look at the overall picture. And um, we've kind of talked about this before, but in nursing, we were always taught don't treat the monitors, treat the patient. Like don't just rely wholly on the measurement tools that you're looking at. Understand that they are tools to help you pinpoint problems, to give you some sort of indication of a trend that might be detrimental to your patient. But if you're seeing something on the monitor um, that says your patient is in distress, for example, but you're looking at your patient and they are sitting up and they are talking to you and having a conversation and they don't look like they're in distress. You have to take that into account. You right. don't, you don't run and grab the meds, you know, yes. to push because they're going into, you know, some kind of, we have to defibrillate them. <laughs> we have to, you know, treat yeah. a, a fatal heart arrhythmia. No, you look at your patient, you listen, you get more information and then you treat that whole picture. Right. So do I think the standard use of BMI needs to be thrown out completely? No, I don't. And mm-hmm. I know that's an unpopular opinion right now, but I still think that, yes, it is a way to compare um, someone's health as a part of their overall yeah. picture. Um, and then as as far as everything else, and I, I want to speak to this, and I don't know this person's medical history. I didn't see them. I'm not treating them. And nothing I say on this podcast or even in clinic should be taken as medical advice or anything like that. This is purely opinion, but you know, just because she eats all plant-based and grain-based doesn't mean that's her body's healthy either. You know what I mean? There are plenty of people that have intolerances to grain, for example, maybe, maybe there's an underlying issue that she doesn't know. But again, if she feels like she doesn't have any gut problems, if her body tolerates that well, mm-hmm. sounds like she's pretty in tune with what her body needs and mm-hmm. she listens to that, then, you know, if she has great lab work, if she feels good, if she feels like she has energy, then I'd say her health is just fine regardless of where her BMI falls. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads us into the discussion that you touched on that we were having in our clinic the other day about when is either extreme, whether it's too skinny mm-hmm. or having too much weight, um, unhealthy, and quite honestly, when is it our business? 
yeah. to really talk about it too, right? Because I feel like there are so many different facets to an individual's journey and where they are right now. Do I do I personally feel like it's totally okay to share whatever image of your body you want to, nude, clothed, partially clothed, in lingerie, whatever, um, and say, I love my body just the way it is? Sure. I I love mm-hmm. that someone can look in it. That's, that's what I try and get people to do all the time as it is, is sometimes to get to the inner work of loving yourself, you have to be happy with what you see in the mirror. But does that mean that um, you fully identify with that picture, especially if it's unhealthy, if you're if you're holding too much weight for what your frame can carry and it mm-hmm. is affecting your health as far as your labs, you can't play with your kids, you don't have any energy, those sorts of things. Do I think it's necessarily something that we want to promote, you know, hey, I'm proud that I'm this size and I, you know, love being that size. That's, that's the gray area Yeah, because you want to promote health. And I Mm -hmm. do agree with the listener when she was saying we should be promoting, I, instead of, I want to be skinnier, I want to be healthier. And I think today's society is doing that, right? I feel like I see more, I want to be healthy and I want to be strong than I ever see. I want to be skinny yeah, or I want to be a supermodel or, or something like that. So I applaud our society on making those moves, but, um, I just think it's important to love where you are right now, but to always have in, in your mind, I love this and I love my journey to getting what's healthiest and to what's best for me and for my body. So I'm kind of curious on your take on this as well. Well, mine, I I would say the exact same thing. I, um, I agree that it's about what the conversation is. Mm -hmm. Now I love that there is a wider range of size, depicted in media now we we you know you do not have to be just a size two with no curves I mean you can't even for the longest time in modeling you couldn't even have a basic athletic build Mm -hmm. like you actually got body shamed if you were a pro athlete and you know you were a woman with slightly broader shoulders and right. or, bigger thighs. or bigger thighs or larger muscle mass. I mean, we're not just talking about fat shaming, quote right. unquote. We're talking about they literally took only one of hundreds of different body makeups and said this is the only type of body that can be an actress on television that can be a model walking down a runway or featured in a magazine or put in movies or, and if you were any other of the body types, you were told to change. Right. So there wasn't a place where there wasn't a place for you. And that's messed up. Mm -hmm. That's really, really, really messed up. 
So the fact that now on shows like Project Runway and in, you know, Sports Illustrated and, you know, really, really common representations of beauty, they are letting in women of all sizes and all curves and all BMIs, you know, (laughs) basically is excellent Mm -hmm. because I think that starts to take away the basic judgment. So that's kind of, I, I agree that that should be step one. We need to take the judgment and the immediate like jump to judgment of, Mm -hmm. Oh, that person is ugly. That person is unhealthy. That Mm -hmm. person should not be walking around in, a bra and underwear that put, you know, right. because that's, that says more about you than it does about them. Yeah, it yeah. does. If you look at it as a picture of someone and you think that you need to immediately go, Oh wow. What's going on in my head? Mm-hmm. Why does that offend me so much? Why does that upset me so much? Or what and... are, what am I attaching yes. to what beauty is? Right. Because if it's purely an aesthetic thing, you should be able to say, hey, that's not my jam, but good for them. Right. But are right. you assigning other qualities based on what you're visually seeing? Yes. Are you assuming? And there have been plenty of studies that have shown, you know, if you're overweight or you're too short, you know, when it came to men, I think was part of the study. I'll have to dig this out at some point. But um, that you weren't viewed as intelligent or as hardworking as your counterparts right. that were considered beautiful or attractive looking. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I think we've also gone wrong is you can't make those assumptions about no. any other part of their life based on how someone looks. Yeah. But it's it's easily done. I've done it in the past without mm-hmm. even realizing it. But it's, it is, it's gotta be a point that we have a gut check with ourselves and be like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> wait a second. This is, this is a lot of other noise that now has become part of my thinking Yeah, that I need to, to step back on. Well, and I think that that's why the conversation really needs to be about, um, more subjectivity mm-hmm. of, you know, everybody comes with an individual package. Your genetics are going to be different from the next person. Your The way your body responds to working out or the way your body responds to certain types of food, mm-hmm. you know, the way that your everybody kind of stores fat differently and has different bone structure that sits differently. And that's going to affect all the different ways that we physically look. But that is not the full picture. Everybody Mm -hmm. has different labs and different things you cannot see Mm -hmm. with the naked eye. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it really should just be, like you said, nobody's business. Because you don't know just by looking. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about then, because this came up in a conversation before, um, So I'm saying, we're both saying it's none of anybody's business, whether someone's unhealthy or not, but yet you see someone who visually looks very unhealthy, Mm -hmm. regardless of what end of the spectrum we're talking about. Um, doesn't the fact that they're posting this stuff, doesn't it make it our business? Mm. That that's an interesting point. Yeah. To me, 
Um, I'll, I'll answer this first and let you think about it because I already have my answer <laughs> since I was having this conversation with someone else. I think when someone posts that picture and says, I love my body just how it is, I think good for them. And no, it really isn't my, yeah. my business because they weren't asking for help. Yeah. They weren't asking for, hey, I'm having trouble for, with gaining weight or I'm having trouble, you know, getting proper nutrition or those sorts of things. So, and I truly don't know right. what their labs are and what their overall picture beyond just what their physical, you know, post that they've put out there. So it's, and not every body is going to be attractive to me and that's okay. Right. It doesn't mean I have to stop and say something about it. And it also doesn't mean that I have to hop on the bandwagon either. That doesn't mean that I have to be, I think we, we've gotten to this point that if we don't agree with everything, everybody else, when they're saying, yeah, you go girl, or you, if I choose to stay silent because I, I'm concerned maybe that they're not that healthy or whatever, Mm -hmm and I choose to say nothing, then I'm being judgmental or I'm being, no, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that. That just means for me, it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Someone told me once you can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, but there will always be someone that doesn't like peaches. Yes. Like you can be everything, you know, that's great but you will still encounter people that just aren't for you and you aren't for them. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. We're allowed to do that. Now, is it my business to hop on there and tell that person everything that I think could be wrong without all the information and without them asking for it? Absolutely not. No. That's stepping over the line, yeah. in my opinion. Um. So that's kind of my soapbox of sorts is if you weren't asked for help and it, you were not asked your opinion, then keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely, I agree with you. Yeah. I would say that exact same thing. I would because, because here's the thing too, when you're giving unsolicited advice to people who don't want it mm-hmm. and who are not going to take it mm-hmm. you are only hurting yourself and you're wasting you're energy just, you're wasting your energy you're wasting your time that's time you could have been off supporting other people who actually wanted your support mm-hmm. you know and and using your information that actually we're going to use the information you know like i just we're talking about if someone is unhealthy and needs to make changes to be healthy, mm-hmm. that is a personal and interpersonal journey mm-hmm. that someone has to go on mm-hmm. that is so monumental. They have to make the decision themselves. Mm-hmm. They have to learn how to be really honest with themselves. And that only comes when there is kind of their like rock bottom moment and no one can create that for them. That's just something that has to happen. Mm -hmm. And then you make the decision to get better. Mm -hmm. And then when that person's ready, they will seek out the support and the experts that they need. And it's probably not going to be you. (laughs) 
<laughs> the stranger on Instagram? It's, yes. It's not It's probably me. not okay. going to be the stranger on Instagram. Oh, well, that's disappointing. So just... <laughs> just kidding. If... If your if your comments are coming from a place of being a troll, stop. No one ever had a happy life from being a troll. I know you think that you can, but you can't, so stop. If you're coming from a place of true empathy or true expertise or true you can't they're never gonna accept it if you try to force it down their throat. Mm-hmm. And you brought up a good point just a minute ago when you said, you know, you never that moment where they want to make a change has to come from them. Yeah. We, as strangers to social media, have no idea at what point in that journey they, maybe they already had that moment. Maybe what they're posting is progress from yeah. where they came from. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. So it's one of the most frustrating thing things I have, like when people um, take videos or make fun of people that are like at the gym and they're, you know, really... Oh, they I cannot are, stand that. They yes. are doing yes. what they need to be doing. They should be applauded, not yeah. Yeah. shamed and made fun of. Like they, yeah. they, If you've ever made fun of an overweight person on a treadmill, right. you're a moron. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, so, I, I'm sorry if any of our listeners have actually ever done that. But I don't think any you of our can't. listeners have. They're yeah. doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. And it's not be an supportive. fix, right? Yeah. Either way, yeah. just like someone who's battling an eating disorder and is maybe anorexic or bulimic. Yeah. You know, and they're sitting down and they might be visibly struggling with eating their food. That is none of your business. They yeah. are trying their best right. where they are with what they have. And that's truly the only thing that we can ask of any of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like... You do the best in the moment with what you have, with what you know. I feel like that's what the majority of us are trying to do unless we out now ask, like, just be supportive if Mm -hmm. you can. If you can't, keep your mouth quiet. Yeah. You know, until someone, a loved one comes to you and says, I need help with this. Yeah. And then, you know, by all means, it doesn't mean you have to subscribe to the I... I'm unhealthy and I embrace it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I personally don't come across that very often where it's an outwardly, they know they're unhealthy and they're kind of glorifying it or flaunting it. Then I just choose to not chime in. I leave the conversation Yeah, because that's just not, I want what's best for anyone that I come in contact with. So Um, kind of a a heavy and hard hitting topic. And I know there are people that will disagree, but it's very complicated, but I'm, I'm very excited that it's happening right now. I think that it's very overdue. I think it's a sign that we're actually living in a really great time because we're having the conversation and working out what was wrong with the previous system and what does the new system need to be. I think it's fantastic that there's representation out there. I think that it Mm -hmm. will take a lot of pressure off of women. I think that it will take a lot of the judgment out of being a variety of sizes. I just want to make sure that the conversation always stays on, regardless of how you look, are you 
your most healthy self. Yes. And figuring out what that means for you as an individual. And then if you are as healthy as you can be and you're doing everything that you need to do and you're still a size 12 or 8 or 18 or 20, good for you, sister. Yeah. Go take your photos. Go live your best life. Mm -hmm. And don't care. Right. That's as someone who is a personal branding specialist, that's your brand mm-hmm. and own it. Yes. There's so many girls that say, I want to work with you, but I want to lose 15 pounds before I work with you. Cause that'll be my true self. And I'm like, mm, right. Your true self no. is who you are right now. Your true self is who you are right now. If you need to go on a journey, that's going to like have you lose weight then great, let's start working out all the other parts of your personal brand now and make you feel the best you can possibly feel through the whole journey. Mm-hmm. Don't wait yeah. till it's it's what you think your ideal is. Because first of all, losing 15 pounds might not be your ideal, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> right. Let's just make sure you're always making great lifestyle choices. Right, yeah. And then your size is going to settle where it is. Right. And regardless of where you're at, we're going to make you feel your most confident and look your best. That's mm-hmm. what a true stylist should do and a pers- a true personal brand specialist should do. Yep. Agreed. Preach. 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 All right, guys. We know this topic was a little bit off topic kind of sort of than what we've done in the past it's part of being boldly beautiful that's true it totally is but we love getting your comments and your questions so keep those coming um it gives us stuff that we get to dive into deeper and share with you so thank you for participating and making this podcast awesome we appreciate it and we will catch you next time bye bye guys